I'm All right, so I'm in Miami, and we welcome to the About Whatever podcast. Where we at? We're here in uh, John Louis Studio, right. Studio 24. Um, right now, we're located at Pier 19, and we have like the penthouse view, which inspires me throughout the day. Um, getting back to my natural thought, uh, I'm an artist, a painter, and I like to consider myself an artist of many, many things. Um, I do the physical sculpting, also hand-painted, crafted pieces, but I also like to create impacts and experiences and uh, just moments. I like to yeah. build moment. I'm a moment builder, so. Yeah, well, tell me, tell me. I mean, like I said, how we were talking about earlier before we started recording, uh, I know you from working at our house where you had your space up in their gallery, but I haven't seen you since 2016. So one thing I do want to touch on, and I want to kind of get like a little bit more background information on you, because we don't really... We, yeah. know, we know each other on a very basic level, um, and I did some, you know, minor research on you. Just tell me, you're from the the Wish area, Space Coast, I referred to yeah, as, yeah, right? Because yeah. this is what's going to all tie into the art that into the work. we have all behind us and everything. Not for sure. So I was born in New York, so I got the, did the New York Puerto Rican roots. So you could think of my family and my father was in, uh, in New York kind of during, like, the crack era and those times. So I, I was raised in uh, in the Bronx area, 183rd, and then we um, left New York because of a lot of family troubles, and we came and we moved to Melbourne, Florida, which w it was uh, initially where I was raised. Yeah. So I was raised. I didn't even in, know you came Melbourne, from New York. Florida. Yeah, it came from New York, mm -hmm. man. Um, so I have like those New York roots. I don't know how to really explain it, but anyone from New York understands the root of New York and how like being raised from a Puerto Rican descendant family it's uh it's a lot you know and it's it's a great experience uh uprising but then we moved to melbourne florida to have the family chill out and relax a little bit and um melbourne florida is where you know kenny space center is not too far away so my my instincts and and a lot of my experiences growing up was learning a lot about nasa the space industry and um having teachers that their parents uh, you know, went to space or, yeah. or their parents worked that was for, and engineered in NASA. So like sitting in elementary school, first, second grade, I'm learning from people who are so impacted by space. So they're kind of like pitching these ideas to us to try to help us develop um, that side of our brains to be interested in space. Yeah. And that's cool too. It's like, it's like its own version of like a military family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, that's, that's interesting that you, you, lived in a town like where the space center is and, and by being in that space like literally the everybody everybody that lives in that area is infatuated with the program and like right that's what they you know kind of live by and you know push that on to the kids when they're young that's that's super interesting to me that's like a it's yeah. like it's like going to like a special program instead of like a normal right, school right, you know right. what i mean you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i never thought of it in that sense as like a military family but uh, it actually kind of worked like that because you got to understand that astronauts you know you got buzz aldrin and all these people going up into space they were looked at as you know superheroes athletes they were looked at as like you know people would just you know cheer every time they saw them like they they were just um they were the biggest role models of the city yeah so um being raised with that sort of um impact in the community was is, is really attached to myself but to go back to it um i didn't know that my community inspired me until I became an adult because yeah. I was just living regularly. Like I'm, I'm thinking, you know, as a, as a child, these are just regular experiences and mm. there's nothing out the norm for yeah. it until you grow up and then you're like, Oh, Put things shit. into perspective. All these things that was happening when I was a kid is, uh, has entered my life again. And now I'm producing space art that was all inspired and 
from being my childhood, you yeah. know, from real life experiences. And as an artist, I strongly believe to be an artist is to create from real life experiences and things that you really go through and just express it through art. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me too. It's like, were you, did you come from like, you know, like an art family where it was art always something like a piece of you growing up? Like how did, how, how did it transfer? How did coming from New York and then going to, I mean, that's, and it's, it's such a drastic change too. Like, yeah. cause I also did like a similar move from New York to Florida, man. And like, tell me about like the process on how you began working on art and was it kind of just like always a factor in your life or what? You know, um, as a child, it was, it was always like my most interesting topic in school. You know, I feel like as most kids, you know, I, I loved going to art class and then middle school continue adapting and in high school um i took it to the next level and I, I was taking like all the art classes crafting clay and getting really involved and it's funny because when i was doing it it's nothing but emo kids in the classroom yeah of art you know like you don't really see all the cool kids cool kids are taking like gym classes and other things like that like baseball basketball but um i was always in the uh the art class with the emo kids man so I was producing artwork at, at, at you know, high school level. And from high school, it continued developing. So wait, that's I, when you started? You started like actually yeah. making art in high school? Yeah. I mean, doing it as a curricular activity, but yeah. it wasn't like. But was know, it like a passion? Like, were you, you know, were you at home? Were you drawing in your room? Were you yeah. painting in your room as a kid? Like, yeah. Like it was, it was passionate enough for me to bring the work home. Okay. Like, you know, I ain't no kids bringing work home. But when you start like in my sense where like I was like working on something like, damn, I'm not done. I'll stay in school like an extra hour mm. in the art class working on it. So I knew I had a drive for it. But at that point in time, I didn't see it as a career. It was just something I really enjoyed. You yeah. Know? And like, how does it, when did you kind of like get into the point where you were kind of just like, all right, this is what I'm interested in. And like you say, how you were in the in art class with like the emo kids and stuff. Like, yeah. was it like a weird transition for you to like kind of get to that point where you were okay with that and accepting that? Or yeah. like, I mean, I always felt like I was... I never fit in with the emo kids and I never fit in with like um, the super cool kids of the school. I always felt like I was by myself in a box, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I didn't really adapt to either, either culture. I just did to my own, but um, yeah, uh, after that, like getting out of mm -hmm. school, I, I did some soul searching. Yeah. That's really what um, happened to me in my life. I got out of high school and I didn't have no direction. I was like, man, what do I want to do with my life, you know? I felt like I was falling in the wrong category of, of, of my potential. Like I was doing all these dumb things as, as a, you know, a kid coming out of high school, not being focused, you know, yeah. ch chasing women and um, going out every night. And then I started noticing like, damn, I'm living not that Miami lifestyle, that Miami lifestyle. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing nothing with my life. Like yeah. what am I really doing? So I did some soul searching. And this is at just fresh out of high school. Yeah. Fresh okay. out of high school. I started doing some soul searching and I was like, all right, what do I want to be? Like, what do I want to specialize in? And um, I started surfing. Surfing was one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wanted to, like, do something that, 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 that continued my drive. So I started surfing. I started skimboarding. Um, I started picking up um, different activities, man, trying to figure out what type of person I was. I was cutting hair. You know, I was boxing. I did boxing for like two, three years. Very okay. competitive. You know, one thing I know about myself looking back is that whatever I picked up at that time, I did 100% of it. Like, yeah. Like, and it's weird. It's, it sounds, it's funny, too, because you kind of like switched, like how you said you were talking about in high school. You kind of didn't really go with the sports kids and you kind of didn't yeah. fit. You kind of like were in the art class. And then all of a sudden you get out of high school 
and you're like doing soul searching, but now all the soul, like the soul searching you're doing has to do with like, yeah. you're playing, you're boxing, you're right, going, right. you're surfing, you're doing, you know what I mean? Like you're getting more into the active stuff. Like right. what, what was that? How did that even like pan out? I don't out? know, man. I, you know, the people that were around me were all boxing. I was, I, I grew up in a family of boxers and um, everyone was doing that. So I'm like, all right, I'll just check this out for a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm very open-minded. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll tr test this out for a little bit. And then I start getting cool with a few, um, white kids in my neighborhood, you know, I lived on the beach and um, I was like, oh, well, let me test this out. And then cool. I, I went surfing. I definitely didn't fit in with that crowd or like even the uh, the sport. I mean, it was cool. It was a good experience, but it just wasn't, you know, two, three years into it. I'm just like, no, nah, that's not for me. And then in last, uh, the, the last thing I picked up was art. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, I did this before. I always enjoyed it. Let me try it out again. And I remember this very instinct where I was, uh, painting on my like I had like a computer table in my room and I put like a piece of paper down like a big big actually it was like a notebook uh sketch paper yeah I put it down on on uh on uh, this office table and I just start painting I just start painting like randomly just start painting and um I'm working on this piece for like three four days and and my brother comes in the room and he's like what are you doing bro and I'm just like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be an artist like I felt it like it yeah. was like a spiritual um a spiritual release like I just felt like I don't know like I get the highest when I'm painting like you know people catch highs from multiple things and and I felt the highest while I was creating artwork like I was just addicted like just turned on and just in, in embracing it like seriously and um so I started painting this piece and my brother saw my interest for it was like growing and growing and he was like bro what are you doing and I'm just like yo I'm gonna sell this painting for like ten thousand dollars, yeah, or a hundred thousand dollars. Like I just randomly said that. Yeah, like a Jim Carrey moment. You know, like the Jim Carrey thing. Yeah. What he uh he wrote like a blank check for like a million dollars. He says, yeah. and he 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 always kept it, and then wow. he got his first million dollars. Wow. It's like one of those types of things. Yeah. I where. think I think it was something like that. I'm not gonna lie, and um, it was strange to me because you know, removing the money factor, it was just I felt what I was doing was that important. Yeah. And it was my first real painting, you know, out of high school where I'm I'm looking at art as a career now. Yeah. It's my first career driven piece. So um I'm looking at it and I felt the importance of what I was doing was bigger than than me. It was yeah. bigger than my moment. It was bigger than the time. It was like, yo, this is this piece is gonna be timeless. I still have it downstairs. Yeah. Like it's been in my home. So I sell it for a hundred thousand. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I had that piece and um my brother it was just was so confused and He's like, bro, that's never going to work. And I just looked at him and was like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. This shit, this shit is going to hit. Like, I, I felt it. Like, that important. Because, you know, I look up to my brother. So, like, for someone that I look up to to say that and for me to have that instant response, like, you don't know what you're talking about. This shit, I'm on to something. Yeah. So, it was just, it was in me. It's something awoken in me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, talk to me. In Talk to me about your earlier work because we're going to go into, the, you know, the space art stuff. But talk to me some like what was kind of like the stuff that you were working on when you were in high school or when you when you got out and you you were like, all right, boom, this is what I'm doing. Like, what was your style? Like, what you know, what kind of stuff were you working on? Were you painting? You were know, you, you know, like I'm actually glad you mentioned that because hopefully like there's some artists like listen to uh, this conversation afterwards. But every uh, artist isn't an artist because they produce art like that doesn't make you an artist. Like, if you produce art, that doesn't make you an artist. What really makes you an artist is, like, is more uh, in the spiritual aspect. Like, you become an artist 
after you've produced for so much time, mm. you actually understand yourself as uh, as an artist. Like, like for example, um, I'm producing, I'm trying to be something with my artwork. You'll catch a moment where, like, art defines you after a certain point in time. Mm. So, like, in the beginning stages, you're just producing because you're working on, like, your talent or you're working on your composures. Trying to find your voice. Trying to find your voice. And when your art starts speaking by itself, that's when you've become an artist. Word. Okay. Like like where where your voice is almost like a vocabulary like like okay you've reached your 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 um your language or you you reached your moment your peak mm-hmm. and now you can call yourself an artist not because you paint Marilyn Monroe's or you're doing all these things just to you know I understand the beginning stages people use celebrities and they do like lions and stuff yeah. like that that's yeah, yeah. what I was painting in the beginning okay because that was the beginning stage of um, creating my technique. And then when I found stories, when I thought of my artwork like an open book, like um, I want to, you know, I want people to feel this way. I want to tell this story. I want you to be impacted or I want you to uh, feel this way when you look at my work. That's when you become an artist, when you're actually creating stories and not art. You know and, what I mean? and do you feel like that, that painting that you're telling me about the first one, do you feel like you're holding on to that is because that's like the, the moment where you kind of. Yeah you realize you were, you know what I mean? Like exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, you're I mean, like, okay, this is more important. This is, this means more to me now than just, uh, yeah, than I, just painting to say that I painted, you know? Yeah. I, I think I was able to envision the, um, the graph, yeah. you know, like I'm here at this small point, you know, the beginning, you know, um, the beginning of my career and I could see the graph just rising. Mm. So I think that's why I kept the piece. Yeah. Well, describe was, me the piece. The like, what's the, what, tell me, tell me about the piece without Funny showing enough, me. you know, it's, it's all about technique. Um, at that point in time, I'm thinking of technique and I painted, uh, like it was like, uh, the famous Basquiat, Andy Warhol, um, image. Um, actually I'll, I'll end up bringing it up during this conversation so people can see it. Um, maybe I'll have Yesenia or one of our yeah, assistants sure, pick man. it up. But yeah, it was, it was a picture of Andy Warhol and a picture of Basquiat. And they were um, with their boxing gloves. Okay, you know, I yeah, con- I know that picture. So, yeah. so I was connected to boxing at the at the point in time. So a lot of my pieces in the beginning of my career were just a whole bunch of people wearing boxing gloves. That's what I. That's what I was. Yeah, I remember that at our yeah. house. Like a lot of your, a lot of like, I remember, wasn't wasn't there like ballerinas with with boxing yeah, gloves? Yeah, ballerina like with okay. boxing gloves. Because I was trying to like move my original inspiration. Because I, I I dropped boxing like cold turkey for my art career because it yeah. was like to be a boxer you need to put like eight ten hours in the gym you know you got to really put in time so to be an artist you got to do the same thing so you can't really do both at once yeah so i just was like nah i'm gonna stick to this art stuff yeah uh, for sure that's cool though i mean it's like and it because when did when did the whole space art thing start because i'm trying now that I, now that you mentioned that i'm like going back to our time at our house and i'm like I, were you doing were you doing the astronauts at, at our house before too or um, was it is this like a new thing yeah with well, astronauts i've been doing astronauts i would say like for four or five years now yeah okay. I, I started in so yeah six, right around when yeah, i left 2016 yeah. 2017 i started um painting astronauts and that's that was like um so the space astronauts the the whole concept to the astronauts is um so we all exploring as humans you yeah know, we're on this earth we're exploring we're on our own journey sometimes um we're going through life trying to figure it out. Mm. And um, I imagine my astronauts to be more like a reflection of self. So um, I look at 
what I'm creating to be like a part of us, like humanity, like we're all searching for something. We're all trying to understand what our place is. Mm -hmm. And um, when astronauts go to space, they're trying to, you know, bring a form of life with them and find life out there. So I think of it like that, like we're all here on Earth trying to find our life, like trying to find the, uh, the connection to our life. Mm -hmm. And astronauts, when they go out to space, they're trying to find life. You know what I mean? So I just find, um, you know, I just try to cross, um, cross connected with what we're doing every day. You know, and a lot of my pieces now, this right here is the Embrace series is like 70% done. But, um, you know, this is COVID 2021 we're speaking. And, and one of the ideas that hit me uh, last year was I want to create pieces that show um couples friends and 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 other people embracing each other yeah for who they are and stuff like that because a lot of times like we look at people and it's like man this person's not doing good with his life or he's doing this he's making these bad decisions or you know you think of your spouse like i don't really like what's going on here but i i think like how about we just embrace each other for who we are and, and be more accepting to that so that's what this uh series is kind of revolving around it's the embrace you see the cutout over here that yep. was kind of like the beginning that that series is called the companion but it's um it's two astronauts uplifting each other so I'm, I'm all about positive recognition with my work it's not always been like that like for me like i say uh producing art is like telling a story about yourself yeah or telling a story about what you're doing so now the story of my life is embracing my spouse you know like i work together side by side with my girlfriend so like a lot of things i'm doing has to do with you know uh connecting with one another being um, a whole being a whole but before that you know living a single life and and doing a lot of destructive self-destructive shit i was painting like really dark paintings you know what i mean like a lot of shit i was doing was really dark and it was really like unstable like yeah. you could see the instability in my life through my work and i think that's where you become an artist yeah that's what i'm saying and, and you and you talk and you were talking about how like you know as you go on through life you learn more about yourself and more that's something i've been thinking about a lot lately too man is like you know i'm i'm getting a little you've been doing this for a long time but like when i started this podcast like i'm getting a late start but it's just like i'm getting to the age now where it's just like yeah. i want to do something that's going to leave like some sort of mark a, presence, you know? a yeah. presence or like feel like i need to get my voice out there so it it's always interesting to me that's why i wanted to talk to you because it's i always like to talk to people that that got out and did it you know what i mean yeah. and that like took the action and did it because that's something that i'm constantly working on you know what i mean yeah. and uh talk to me like i, I it just it was just interesting to me to that how like how so like you progressed into this artwork now but like what how do you see things moving forward like how do you see your life working as things are progressing and things are getting better and bigger yeah how, how do you think that's like affecting your art no i appreciate that question man but i want to touch base back on what you were saying about like getting at a certain age like you know um you know in this world like especially in the art world and 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 in many in many other cases too besides art is that like aging is isn't really an issue man like you can expand at any age you like you know what i mean like yeah you're at your greatest time your greatest time is not going to compare to anyone else's greatest time like your time comes when it comes you know yeah and, and yeah. age doesn't affect it like for example like i feel like i'm getting better with age you know a lot of people think about age as like damn man i'm getting older but i think we're all getting better with age. i'm yeah i'm honestly yeah. i feel the same way too so man think, like i feel like i'm, I'm looking forward to the yeah. big 3-0 you know what i mean hell like yeah. hell yeah I it's mean, like ready we're all gonna get we gotta i think we gotta appreciate each other more when we're getting older because it's like man you're going through more experiences your mental analyzations like 
you're going to be able to calculate moments a little better and you're just going to be a superhero like human you know what i mean so age is going to do you better you know um back to your question you were saying where do i see uh my career going and i think what i see is um what I see is really big, bro. Like I'm a dreamer. Like I'm a daydreamer. I think yeah. I think like oh, I'm taking a shower or even when I'm producing, sometimes I'll bust out laughing or like I'll be really excited like damn, like I'm doing this right now and sometimes I'll live in the presence of what I'm doing, but like most of the time I'm thinking of the future. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of all the collections I'm going to build. I'm thinking of creating like museum experiences. I'm thinking about building my own museum. I'm thinking about, you know, um, going to different countries and like, so back to what I was uh, mentioning before, like I, I create art from experiences. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking of going to new countries, understanding the culture for like a week and then spending two months just producing artwork that was, a, that was impacted to me through their culture. So it's like, I'm thinking on a very grand scale. Like I want to produce sculptures that are, you know, 14, 25 feet tall yeah. and, um, yeah, I think I think uh, my goal is to adapt and create a, a strong team because I won't be able to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my girlfriend is saying that she does all my management, so she was a good addition. But it, it, by next year, it's going to be time to add more people to that team so we could develop and do and create all these dream um, opportunities for ourselves. You yeah. Know? Also, um, huge part of that is learning how to move your money around and. And being a little financial aware, because that right there will take your dreams away for sure. Yeah, being smart with your money, man. That and that and that kind of takes me into something else that I wanted I wanted to touch on with you too. Yeah, actually, let me let me get to that water. Parched. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me a little bit. We've been talking about like the creative side of things, and uh, I want to definitely touch base on the the apartment situation that you were telling me about out in Miami with the art scene. But uh, talk to me a bit, a little bit about the. Uh, the negatives, some of the th things you run into in this business that maybe somebody that's like watching this uh, would like to hear. Like, what are some of the things that you you found that you've run into that have maybe made you want to stop, but you just realize you were just like, all right, you know, it is what it is. You got to push through. The negative parts about being um, an artist in this uh, position is um, expectations, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially with social media. And, you know, I, I hate podcasts and hate uh a lot of times that people talk about social media because it's i just don't like talking about it sometimes yeah like, you know it's just like social media but anyways um expectations is hard to deal with you know like you produce a piece and it's really impactful or you produce a moment you produce whatever you're producing your ballerina and you do like an amazing dance or whatever you produce something that's so beautiful then you're like damn i worked so hard to produce this that's so beautiful and i got to do it again you know what I mean? Because mm. people already saw this, and it's beautiful, and it's great, and it's getting all these likes, or it's getting all this, um, all these inquiries, and you know, people are really connecting to it. Now I got to do it again and again and again. Yeah, and again. Yeah. And again. So it's like this. I got to yeah. top yourself every time. Like you yeah. got to like level up, level up, level up. And I think that sort of expectation from the world, and um, I think that's pretty tough to deal with. Um, sometimes that that uh, pushes my um, creation process a little slower because I'm I'm always um, overthinking the process like damn yeah. is this now, one gonna hit like the other one or is this is this one gonna make it like the other one or whatever like what would people really think about this but you know I try to you know 
I try to do things that that doesn't stay in my head for too long. It's like you got to force yourself out of that box because you're gonna you're gonna always create your your next moment is your best moment. So I try to think of it like that. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm saying I'm very much the same when it comes to like putting stuff out. I just put it out and let it go. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's really all you can do. Right. Um. But talk to me. Uh, I want to touch more on like the expectations. Talk to me a little bit. Uh. Because me, I, I've worked in production and stuff, so I know like the the relationships between client and yeah. painter, client, artist, client in space. Talk to me a little bit about like the some of the things that you might run into with uh, with clients, challenges like, with clients, challenges with clients. Yeah, you ever like run into things like that? Or? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like my concept for clients is I want to work to help you build a collection. Yeah. You know, um, I'm helping you to build a collection. So it's not you buy it because you love it and, and you consider it to be a part of your home. So a lot of those times, I think uh, the biggest um, problem that artists have now is that there's so much artists out there. So it's like, how do you really captivate your client and um, make them your client? You know, like yeah, and how do you build and how, how and do you build, build these relationships? You and know? It's, it's, it's key it's building relationships and keeping them because a lot of people forget they're always waiting for the next client. When you already have five or ten, you could just adapt those relationships and mm -hmm. continue making those old clients con um, continue collecting your work. So for us, we do, you know, we do a lot of dinners. You know, it's real. The real the real shit here is that like I care about my clients. You know, I really care. Yeah. At this point, we have three, four, five hundred collectors and and two thousand inquiries. You know, we we we're, we're hitting a thousand. So it's so hard to ex, uh, expand my care to everyone, or you know, continue building relationships with everyone. But we try to like manage that, and that's like part of our job is like how do we continue building this relationship with the people that support us? I mean, it's difficult. Um, with social platforms, it helps us a little bit, yeah. you know, because we're in and out, you know, comedy and liking and, and appreciating other clients' uh, talents and stuff like that. Um, another challenge is, like, another huge challenge that I want artists to really focus on is is letting someone talk you down your price. You know what I mean? Like, you always want to leave room for wiggle room, but there's a point where, like, you ha you work hard to earn your value. So understand your value and yeah. don't let people, look, if they can't afford it, then that's not your client. Right. You know, like, yo, if you can't afford this right now, I put you on a payment plan or you can't do a payment plan. Then you're just you're not my client. Like, I appreciate your uh, support. I appreciate that you appreciate what I'm doing. But unfortunately, like uh, we can't continue business. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's earning the, the heart and the sole purpose to actually say that to someone like, mm -hmm. yo, you, um, you know, I, I apologize for the inconvenience, but yeah. I, can't, I can't bring my price down that extreme so a lot of artists they get chewed up in instagram you know they don't have managers and they got clients talking them down 40 50 percent like nah that can't that can't be me so yeah. i think those moments um are something to consider as an artist nice yeah i i it, it's those, it's interesting that you say that i, I want to get your i want to see how you feel about this i had i think it was like episode three on here i had my homie uh ryan bach who's a crazy visual artist i'll show you his stuff when he when we, we get done with this but we had a conversation about uh selling art and the responsibility of the person who buys it yeah and he he was explaining that there's like it's like a unspoken thing that artists nest like how would you okay i'll just put you in a situation like say you say somebody bought your painting right yeah. and they immediately sold it like they bought it off you and immediately sold it for doubling the price yeah but as an artist you don't really see a cut of that so how does that he was very up. They, he, him, and other people were like very upset at the fact that that it was kind of like a 
a lack of respect between the client and the artist. Yeah. Like, has that, have you ever run into stuff like that? Or like, um, I, I, I'm pretty have, I'm pretty sure we have had clients to resell the work. Um, but not that something we're aware of, you know, um, I personally don't mind it, man. It's, it's, you got to think about it. You're an artist. You want people to invest in what you're doing so you could produce more. Yeah. I mean, and, um, collectors, a lot of collectors are investors, so they find that their money can be used to make more money, and um, you just got to respect people's investments. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get, I don't really get upset at things like that. Like, you know, if um, that's the decision you want to make, then you know, I, all, all power to you. I mean, you supported me at the cost that I was willing to. That's take. what I was gonna say. Yeah, like this yeah. is the cost I'm willing to take. Like this is the cost that I feel like you know um, is fair. For my production, my business. And do you feel like you kind of like, by doing that, like you sign it away, basically. Yeah. Like it's like, it's yours now. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're looking at the market of stocks and stuff like that. Like, look at StockX, people buying shoes for 200 selling them for two, two $3,000. I mean, that's the business. You know, yeah. there's a business in investments. Mm. So, I mean, I respect the art of investing. So, if, if an investor could come to me and buy a painting for, uh, for like 10000 and 20,000 he could buy that painting for me and then take it and sell it for 80,000. I mean, I respect your art of investing in good business ship. There's nothing I That's can really do. yeah, it's really that. I mean, you got to charge it to the game, man. Like Yeah, and that's kind of like what we ended up with. Maybe you should like, have it sold so low. Yeah. Maybe you should have sold put your price up, yeah. you know? Maybe if if it's crazy because at this point in time, we get collectors that come to my gallery and they look at the work and they're like, "Man, I, I would buy this piece if it was double the price." Yeah. Like your your prices, I could see them, you know, um, rising very high because I would buy it at double. Yeah, you know, so that thoughts to me on that is just like, damn, you know, um, that's a compliment, you know. So if a, if you got artists who's selling his work and someone's reselling it for more, that that to me is a compliment. Yeah, that's true. That means you you could work on bringing your prices up. <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment to me. Yeah, that's true. Talk to me like talk to me a little bit about since we're going to stay on this topic. Talk to me a little bit about like the art scene in Miami in general, like. How is it with like collaborating? How how do you find like the other artists in town, like in yeah. the city? Like how do you how do you feel like people work together? Do you feel like because I know in New York, you know, the biggest complaint about New York is is that people are just doing they only are concerned about what they got going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you say you do these dinners with the collectors and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you also do you know gatherings with other artists and? Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, um, I see a lot of beautiful work that I love and I, I, I'm discovering artists every day and I'm like so enthusiastic. I'm a collector as well. So I like buy paintings from my home and um, I'm always involved in sales with other artists and stuff like that. But when it comes down to like physical events, I like to be like the curator of the space and kind of like understand um, the people I have in, in the house. Like I, I curate the space in, in, in all senses. Like I, I invite particular collectors to be around particular collectors. Like I source them um, precisely. Yeah. You know, and for me, there's no space for like another artist to be there because not for any challenges, but more so um, like my art dealers that I work with and like my curators and the people, the team that's helping to sell the work is kind of sometimes better when the artist isn't present because we're we're talking you up to uh, like a level to help sell the work and sometimes like an artist interference could take the sales or transaction in a different direction um it's really important to be an artist and a businessman and a lot of people who produce art just 
don't have that innate talent. Yeah. So they have to pass it on to somebody else to manage it. You know, like you manage the sales for me, just stay in the studio and produce. Um, in the circumstances that I'm in, I started off um, as an art dealer. So I have a history of art dealing. Okay. And now I'm an artist. So like uh, my relationships and understanding a client and moving them in the right direction to help them per, uh, add things to their collection is a little like a talent of mine that yeah. I really appreciate. Well, talk to me, talk to me, like talk me through that. Like what's like the, how's the conversation go when you're like meeting with the, with some collectors and you're, you're explaining your art and you're trying to explain the, 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 the message behind it and what you're trying to do. Like, you know, um, I think one thing that we feel as artists to do is, is to completely explain our artwork. Um, I think that's something that shouldn't be done. Like I try not to explain the reasons why I produce it. Mm. Only if it's like uh, certain circumstances. So you look at a painting, right? And going back to it, it's a story. Yeah, It's a story. And I produced this from a story in my life. Mm. But my life isn't the same as my collector's life. So when my collector sees this piece, he has to connect to it as the story, as he's reading it. Mm. You know, you read a, if you read the book and I read the same book, we're going to get different outcomes to it. So I need you to envision it and um, make customize your own story about the painting. So sometimes when I'm like browsing through the gallery with a collector and he asks me like, uh, why did you produce this piece? Like, what's the story behind it? And I'll probably just ask him like, you know, how did this piece impact you? Yeah, how do you make you feel? Because my story is different than yours. Like, what, what, what do you see in this piece? Because I'm not going to own it, you're going to own it. So like, what is your... Um, you know, opinion, what is your connection? What do you think of it? And you know, sometimes if um, they're having a hard time reading it, mm -hmm. then I'll probably give like little uh, hints of like what the connection is. But other than that, I want them to dream their own dream. Yeah. I and mean, did that did that take a little bit of time to develop that? Like how you said how you took it took time to develop your yeah, voice bro. and painting. It I'm took, gonna tell you exactly. It took how your time happened. to like learn how to talk to people. I'll right? tell you exactly like, how it happened. Yeah, it takes like honestly having a gallery is it's amazing because you you know you're speaking to 300 people a week, so you're you understand people more than anything. Yeah, you know. So it really happened at the at the point where like I get two collectors coming in, like people who can afford the work, and who own a collection. They come in, they see a piece, and I'm sitting there super excited. So like mm -hmm. I'm I'm over explaining a painting, like, oh, this is the reason why I produced this with this. Yeah, that, saying that. too much. Saying too much. And then they came here, they're looking at it, they love it, they want to buy it, and then they're like, Oh. You just gave me too much away about the the, the vibe and There's the feeling. Too much, you know? And you know what? I, I can't relate yeah. to your story. Yeah. So word. like this painting for me, uh, I don't see that in it. Yeah, and so, even even by not doing that, by allowing by like not speaking too much you're kind of like going off of your client too like you can kind of yeah. get a like how you said you get a vibe from how they feel and that's how you kind of lean into the conversation you know what i mean right 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 not for sure i mean everyone has their own connection to certain things so you got to just help them build their connection to your yeah. work and i think in that way most artists would be continue their success with that and how how early on did you like when did you find out like, or when did you kind of discover that? Like, when was uh, the moment in time where you're like, all right, man, well, like, we I, can handle this? You know, I was an assistant curator at Our House Gallery and uh, from 2016 to, like, 2017. Shout out Our House. Shout out to Our House. They, um, Rocco. That moment, like, uh, yeah, Tom Shirk was, uh, like, one of my advisors right mm. now. He's one of my mentors. I mean, he's a really big key player in my life. Yeah. Key player because he taught me everything about understanding 
the you know understanding the collector in and out like the whole mentality like how to you know communicate how to carry yourself and how to be charismatic and you know i'm already naturally passionate at all times but um he just taught me how to communicate you know speak their language and, and mm. be a chameleon around them you know and um that i mean without his grace and without his knowledge i mean it would take me a longer time to adapt it myself you know yeah yeah and it's, and it's nice to be able to because nobody else can nobody else is going to be able to to describe what you do better than yourself bro yeah. like you know what i mean so being able to get that out the way and like learn that skill is major 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 you for know sure, for sure but uh, let's let's talk let's go into the paintings a little bit talk to me about like because i'm you know i'm i know you know i'm not like a, i'm yeah. not huge into the art world so I, right. arts and crafts was never my thing you know so talk to me a little bit about like some of the the materials and things that you're using and uh what have, what, how they've developed, like yeah. what you were using before and stuff. So I recently um, transitioned. So at this point, this year and, and last year, my whole focus is uh, oils. Man, I, uh, people were telling me for years, Yo, you got to use oils, you got to use oils. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty old school. I'm going to stick to acrylic. Yeah. But then I found oils, bro, and I've been addicted. It's just like, uh, so oil is a particular material that it's a particular medium that is always wet like it's wet yeah i was like about to say three, it takes four a long days. time to like real settle yeah in, it takes right? like six months to settle in but at the same time like that means you have you know six months of editing compared to acrylic it sets in in like three minutes so you could think of acrylic as like glue with pigment so like once you put that down it's, it's stiff you can't even move it you can't even move it so it's almost like a still piece like yeah. this right here i can move it i could transition it i could change the arms like it's just cut uh completely customizable at all times so i love that aspect of it so i use oils on canvas and on denim um i usually do like a a, a wash on it like i'll use like a pigment dyes on the background um and then i'll use uh oil sticks okay shout out to rnf they're out of new york too they make all my oil sticks and they're very um the the highest quality the highest quality highest grade um oil you can get and then um yeah, that's what I'm working on now. And then I do bronze sculptures. Yeah, because tell me, t talk to me a little bit about the the, the chubby bronze, the, the chubby NASA guy. The, the yeah, this one's called this one's called the Gordito. It was a really important piece in my career. Um, I went to a trip. I took a trip to Mexico for about two three weeks, and I was just like, it was my first time going on vacation after like a few years. So yeah. I went on vacation, and you know, going being an artist, you like barely take vacation in the beginning. So I finally went on vacation to Mexico, and my brain was expanded just looking at like mountains and and seeing like rivers and all the things that we Everything don't have big. in Florida. Like we don't have no rivers in Florida. We don't got mountains. We don't have like certain sceneries that we miss out on here. So I felt like my brain and and just like my visuals was just expanded. Like I was expanding my um creativity in mexico and um because of that i decided to expand the the body form of the astronaut and just make him like full of inspiration you know it's like an abundance of joy abundance of love yeah like a like like now that you explained it like full of life and experiences yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, like man. seeing shit and like seeing things in the in the bigger in the bigger picture you know what i mean yeah so that was, that was like my first thought and like right when i got back from mexico it's crazy, man. I was so inspired. I painted my whole house orange and blue and, like, all these Mexican, like, tribal colors. It's actually, like, terracotta orange. And then I painted this sculpture. So that's what I was telling you, like, traveling and coming back and being able to, like, instantly produce something from your experiences, I think, is a beautiful thing. It keeps, yeah. it keeps the ball rolling, you know? Yeah, man. This is dope. 
Yeah, I can't wait to finish this one. It's, How uh, much longer do you think you got left in this piece? Paintings usually take me about two weeks, but I'm doing 10-hour days, 10-hour days, and that's usually six days a week. So you're looking at 60 hours uh, a week, and that's like 120 hours a, a painting, you know? That's a lot, man. Yeah. That's a lot. But, you know, when I'm sitting here, I play some old-school music, you know, and I, I, I get into my... Uh, Puerto Rican roots. I play some salsa and all that. Yeah, and it, it's just the time you don't even feel it, man. You don't even feel it. That's crazy. Yeah, talk to me about talk to me about like the go. Tell me a little bit more about like your process. Actually, you know yeah. what? Talk to me not not necessarily your process. Tell me. I, I'm really interested in what's that feel like when you when you do, when you first started selling paintings when you when you sell something that you're like super proud of. Like what what does that do for you? I mean, it's obviously yeah. enough to keep you going and it's a satisfaction, yeah. but like, tell me how that really makes you feel like how you, after you put hours and hours and hours, and hours onto a piece and somebody's yeah. like, yo, I'm going to give you whatever yeah, your X price amount. is. Yeah, yeah. X amount. And so, so in the beginning, man, I used to get so excited, bro. Like in our gallery, we have like a back, like a storage department where like the collectors, you know, can't see past the door or whatever. So like I would sell something on the floor and then I'll run to the back and I'd be smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. Like, oh my God, guys, I'll tell everyone in the back who's packing and everything. Like I just sold a piece. I just sold a piece. I would just run around the whole fucking studio. Yeah. And then I'd pack, you know. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll run, run to the back of the studio, bring the painting, pack it up, be so excited. And it was the excitement really came from just accomplishing something. Like it was like, man, I finally, you know, made a few sales. But after years passed, man, it's you get kind of numb to sales. And now you kind of like, at my point, I produce four, three to four paintings a month. So at the level that I produce, which is, is purposeful because, you know, I, I try to be artist that has limited inventory so i'm sold out all year like this is the painting that we're looking at that's on film right now is the only painting in my inventory right now okay and the reason is is because i i don't have much inventory so when something's out you know our, our four or five thousand collectors uh first get choices to make a purchase and then if they don't buy anything then it moves on to the public usually it sells before it goes out to the public so that's that's a great strategy for us um but back to sales, right? Like now sales is like strategy based. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's that, that, that process is fun. But I know me knowing like while I'm working, everything is going to sell. Yeah. So it's no longer like a uh, extreme excitement. But I, I am proud of the uh, I'm, I'm more uh, proud of the collector. Yeah. Like I'm proud for them. I'm proud that this is going to make us extreme impact in their lives. Like I'm like. Bro, I know they this gonna is going to change. Yeah. It's going to change their life. Yo, I have collectors right now that text me like, yo, I wake up every morning to this piece in my room and it changes my life. So I'm more of so, I'm no longer excited about the accomplishment of the process Pro of the sale, word. but more of so knowing the impact that collector is going to have. Yeah, you know? word. Like, like every day is like, uh, yo, it's so embraceful for me and my wife. I had a collector who, who says, you know, like they get emotional because, um, their, their, their family was part of the NASA program back in, like, the 80s or whatever. So they get really emotional when they see the peace, bros. Like, you know, it's so crazy. We didn't get to experience that. But, like, when the first rockets were going into space, people were crying. Yeah. Bro. You got to think about it. We're sending humans into space to an unknown, like, an unknown world that we yeah, it hasn't even been discovered For yet. months on end, right? Like, so they're going like, out there for a minute. It's, it's an emotional impact. Like, it's like society has developed something that was almost only a dream you know and and so this 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 topic is really um 
it's emotional for people. Yeah. And you ended up, and you have worked with NASA, right? Yeah, you, me and NASA have done, um, well, you know, it's funny, people say NASA, but it's really like a lot of contractors that, you know, work side by side with NASA. Um, NASA being a, like, uh, a government c- company, they, they don't really, um, they don't really do too much projects like directly with artists like that but it'll be like contractors that work with nasa like yeah it'll be like astronauts so we've worked with um astronaut nicole stott amazing woman she runs the space for our foundation so a lot of our exhibitions will will um, include a foundation so we can actually make true financial impact so like a percentage of our sales go to a foundation where they can actually um Usually this foundation would will paint with children and they'll yeah. send space suits into space. So I, I've worked with um, Nicole. I work with Buzz Aldrin, okay. um, their family foundation. I just donated a piece to them like uh, last month. So it's, it's cool because they put a whole inventory set of my work on their website. And in person, they'll do auctions and stuff. And the funds that come from my paintings know a percentage will go to their foundation for them to continue educational programs with children that are going to be like the ones that are walking to mars you know and they're going to be building a civilization in mars right now we have mars programs so i'm funding at this point in time i'm funding mars programs that's i'm funding moon programs i could say that i could say that like my finances are going towards uh the better good of humanity so um that's really exciting you know yeah that's cool to have that tied into your art man Cause it's all true, you know, yeah. like from all aspects, from the creation of what I'm doing to, you know, uh, I'm part of the, the science technical aspect. I'm part of the space aspect. I'm part of the, the, the urban culture aspect, mm. you know, where you think of like BBC and all these companies really influenced by space. I've collaborated with BBC. So it's like, I'm touching all groups and walks of life, you know? So, um, that's really exciting. Yeah, when's uh when's the uh, official John Louis spacesuit? <laughs> when's that happening, man? Is that a goal of yours? Trying to like put together a, that seems like something would be that would be really cool, man. Like I think put together I'm, a full suit for somebody to yeah. use and to to take photo in and I'll and, tell you my next real goal would be um going to space. Going to space. Where? Yeah, so Virgin Galactic is building like a commercial flight uh flight program, so I think like some of their flights back in 2025 2024 are going to be like 250,000 so if i could save up um for something like that that would be amazing that would be dope i mean i have to do it it's like i have yeah to, i don't even have a choice yeah it's Hell like sign yeah. me up so we've signed up already on their website they have like a, a sign up sheet and all that Word. so um that i think that would be my next um my next big moment after i do that then i think a lot of ideas will arise and more collaborations and i i really feel and understand what space is all about and I can make a decision where I love it or is it, you know, pull maybe, away from it. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe maybe once you do that, that'll be like the yeah. cap. That'll be like the thing that's like, all right, this was a moment in my life. Now it's like, what's the... Because, I mean, how, how you talk about the 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 the, the, Gord, the, Gord, the statue. The Gordito, right? Gord, yeah. That's what you named it? Yeah, Gordito. Gordito, okay. Uh, like, shit, man. You, you went to Mexico and saw the mountains and the rivers and stuff, but now you're about to see the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what's what's next after yeah, that? Like, you when know? I get home, what, what, what's what going to come? Gonna yeah, yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. You know? I think what um what I like to do and it's been a thought of mine for a long time is uh, build a museum myself, you know? Yeah. So maybe that could be, like, the Kickstarter to, like, having my own space where I could see people, you know, come in and, and be embraced by the space and captivated. I think uh, creating a museum would be the next step. You Hell know, yeah, man. 
a motion picture museum, something that's not just so basic. It's just like you come in and you can smell things, you can hear things, and maybe it feels like space, you know? Word, yeah. Like you feel, you know, you feel like you get a spacey vibe in it, you know? Yeah, that's what's up, man. I would like that a lot. So before we wrap up, though, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on, but, like, tell people where they can find your art and stuff like that, um, where they, people can contact you, things like that. Just a little yeah. basic information. It's going to be all in the bio and stuff right, like right, that. Right. But I just want you to be able to kind of get no, your, sure. your message out to anybody who, yeah, who anyone who wants who's to. interested in, uh, you know, do some further research on, on my craft, my career, and, and where I'm going. Um, it's johnlewisart.com. So that's J-O-N-L-O-U-I-S dot A-R-T. Wait, wait, hold up. <laughs> johnlewisart.com. So it's J-O-N-L-O-U-I-S A-R-T dot com. And then my Instagram is uh, J O N l-o-u-i-s dot art so i mean that's where i think our most activeness is uh social media instagram we're, we're super active on instagram yeah. that's kind of like our um usually we'll post on that platform before anything else so hell yeah man well dude i thank you for sitting down with me man it was this was a fun little conversation no nah, thank you so much for being here i appreciate here, you having me come through thank the studio so much, yeah man and it's Not good sure. it's good that we got to catch up when i was down here in miami for a couple nah, of it's days, a blessing you know man to be able to you know tell a story and see you know who lives it'll change you know so yeah uh i'm happy you're doing what you're doing i hope you continue to you know go hard and yeah man keep developing but it was great man yeah hell yeah i appreciate you nah, i appreciate you boom